Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for Spirit Tribal and Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. On this episode, we're going to be talking about SCG Philly. I was there. I had a great time, but we're going to also talk about the de- the decks that made a difference. The ones that, uh, you know, we weren't surprised about, and I got the deck list for you. Also, the shout-out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the grub, the grum, the la grum. So I hope you're excited. So we're going to start this episode right now. Now, this episode is brought to you by my friends at Greg's Games. That's right, Greg's Games. They're available at 2103 White House, Mercerville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. Now, let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I love shopping there. They have plenty of Magic the Gathering stuff, simple uh, cards, uh, commander decks, pioneer decks, the new uh, new uh, challenger decks. They got uh, well, sleeves. They got deck boxes. They got everything that you need as a tabletop player also if you're into dungeons and dragons they got it there you're looking for pieces for warhammer they got it there whatever you're looking for if it's games they got it there and when you go tell me my friend greg that i sent you mtg ectoplasm so go check them out greg's games 2103 white house mercerville road hamilton new jersey 08619 it's a moral imperative so there you go ladies and gentlemen now that the pleasantries are over and said and done with, it is now time for segment number one, numero uno. And what we're going to be talking about is SCG Philly. And let me just tell you, what an amazing time I had. We took fit of, you know, miles and miles of footage. We uh, recorded, we did a couple of interviews. And let me begin by telling you, uh, I showed up late. Uh, I blame myself for it. I, I woke up a little. Uh, let's say hungover from the previous night and uh you know we ended up going and uh the ravishing renata went with me how you doing ravishing hi how are you i'm doing, doing good well. there you go so ravishing went with me and uh we we ended up having a good time we saw friends of the show peter valco a good friend of mine who i call new dan because my brother-in-law is called dan so that's old dan and then i got new dan but i can tell you uh unfortunately i did not make it in time for the 10k uh the 10k the first one was sold out uh before anybody knew about it and then they opened up a second modern 10k and unfortunately i showed up late i i didn't get there and shame on me uh here i'll slap my own hand uh for showing up late and i'm sorry i really want to uh show what i could do in modern but i ended up doing a swiss uh the best of three and then i ended up going two and one i kicked ass and took names or is it take names and no is kick names and take ass I, I mean, it's one of those two right something like that. something like that but i i did something i kicked something and i did exceptionally well two and one uh i ended up going against burn and uh that was a little, you know, I knew I, I had the advantage, but uh, the way the young man was playing uh, was tough. And then I played eight, against 8-Whack. I really didn't expect that deck there. And this young lady, uh, her name is Jasmine. She played it exceptionally well. Uh, but, you know, I ended up 
uh, with the victory, obviously. AWAC is not the, it's not even, I don't, I'm not even aware if it's a tier two, maybe it's a tier three deck, but she piloted like a champion and uh, I still came out with the victory where I ended up getting my ass kicked. And, 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 and I do mean that thoroughly. Let me just tell you, uh, uh, my ass still hurts to this moment was Jund. Jund kicked my ass thoroughly. There was nothing I can do. Ragavan came out early and then came out Ren and Six. Ren and Six hits the floor or hits the board and there's nothing I can do. Uh, you know, I did put in uh prismatic ending in my main and it didn't make a difference, but unfortunately, uh, I only ran two and I need probably should have ran four. So with that being said, that was my experience playing but they had, like I said, they ended up having the two modern events. They had the legacy event. They also had uh, commander, which was very nice. They also had a two headed dragon challenge, which my friend of the show, Peter Valco and his friends showed up and they did. And uh, so they did exceptionally well. And then uh, they had flesh and blood. Now, this is a game I do not play. I'm not aware of it. I like I know of the game, but I've never played it. So I'm like, hmm. You know, depending on ravishing, you know, see if she lets me spend any money, which I doubt, uh, you know, maybe something I should look into in the near future. But let me just tell you, uh, the atmosphere, there were tons and tons of people there. Uh, my wife got trampled because she was standing by one of those signs or billboards where they were uh, putting your postings or where you're supposed to sit and who you're playing against. And, yeah, she got trampled. Yes, I did. <laughs> you were. She was playing her, you know, with the Nintendo Switch, the uh, Legend of Zelda, and got ran over. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's not fun for you. No, it wasn't. All right, but you know, at least you had a good time, though, right? Yes, I did. It was a, it was a great time. Yeah, the atmosphere was great. It was wonderful, and let me just tell you, um, it smelled decent. You know, I don't know about you, but there's several some times when you go to these events. There's some people that you just go, mm, somebody forgot to use deodorant or they've never heard of soap and water. Uh, thank God for the mask for COVID because I couldn't smell anybody but my own breath. So I was, yeah, yeah I, I smelled in deep fresh. But other than that, you know, the atmosphere was great. Everybody was excited. Uh, let me just tons and tons of vendors. Obviously, the big one there was Star City Games. Then you had Monster and then 69 and so on and so forth. And these vendors... Uh, I'm not going to say they were cheap, cheap, lower than your what you would find on TCG player. And, you know, some some people made up very well in trades. Uh, I know my friend Dan, he ended up getting a, a mana crypt for uh, a foil mana crypt for dirt cheap. And then I ended up getting it autographed. So lucky him. Also, he got a batter skull, which I was like, wow, that that's pretty hard for the battle skull. And he got that autographed as well. Now, the artists there, let me just tell you, there were tons and tons of artists. And let me just tell you, I met uh, met with several. Uh, dear, if there's a business card right on the thing, I forgot to bring it over. And there was one gentleman who, and I can't say caught my eye, but he caught my ear. And that's a gentleman named Jeff Lobenstein. Now, if you're unaware of Jeff Lobenstein, uh, he's the artist behind... Show, uh, show and tell uh the, the little whimsical the old school version uh he also did recurring nightmare 
uh, I had a fun time with him uh, because he was just playing salsa music. And for those who aren't aware, I am Hispanic. I do listen, you know, I am Colombian slash Peruvian. Both of my parents are Hispanic. And he was just playing salsa music left and right. And I, I had a great time dancing next to his thing, having a great time. And we talked for a quick bit. And uh, hopefully in the near future, um, he said he would join me uh, on the show to discuss what it is to be an artist and to what the, you know, the shenanigans that he has to go through to provide us some of the best art and magic. And then fortunately, uh, I'm actually having a one of a kind token, spirit token, spirit flying token uh, set for pre-Columbian age. So I'm pretty excited about that. Now, uh, what else can I talk about? I talked about the formats, the artists, the dealers, the atmosphere. You know what? I can sit there and say nobody was a jerk. Nobody was an ass. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, you know, uh, let me just tell you, I met up with, uh, oh God, uh, Corey Baum, uh, Baumeister. I, he's the young man from Star City Games uh, pl uh, Gameplay Live. He also works with this young man, Ross. He, you'll see them on YouTube all the time talking about the best deck list. I sat there and talked with Corey for a quick minute. Uh, he, you know, if you watch his show, he was going to bring his uh, Grixis uh, Death Shadow deck. And he didn't, he didn't do exceptionally well or as well as he wanted. Uh, but, you know, he did have a great time. And he, you know, you know, he, he had fun. And I was happy for him, even though he came up for Roanoke, Virginia, to be with us in Philadelphia. And he said, potentially, I'm not going to put any words in his mouth, but maybe, just maybe, he may be joining us in the near future. Also, uh, Jim Davis was there, the Pro Tour player, who uh, I call him the the master of goblins. And he's a, he's a great modern master as well. He plays a lot. And, you know, he was there doing his thing. And what I loved, and I love the ingenuity of magic players. There were live streams there. That's right. People brought little snake type of robotic things so they could record on their cell phone and have their laptop computer right next to them. And they could live stream right on Twitch at the star city games event. I thought that was brilliant. And I, I, I applaud those people for doing so. So, uh, for those that aren't aware, look online on Twitch. You may find some live streams of the event. Now, that's my spiel. I'm going to, I'd say in my next episode, I'm going to break down my deck, show you my deck and my deck list and my sideboards and why I did it. Um, and what was what I was really looking for, or what decks that I think were key. But speaking of key, ladies and gentlemen, if you see the shirt that I'm wearing, and if you're just listening, you got to go to YouTube and check. I'm wearing that's Boo Sheet shirt. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got the website, and soon the merch store is coming. So if you like the shirt, that's coming. And then for the young ladies who are, uh, shall we say, in the Spirit Squad, look what I got here. Woo! This thing is very nice. MTG ectoplasm in the front. And then look at that. Very nice. So if you young ladies are in the spirited mood, you know, we got some nice merch for you coming up right around the corner. Now it's time for segment number two. In segment number two, we're going to be breaking down the top decks in modern, the top, the, the two MK finishes. Now in the first modern MK number one, in the fourth and fifth place position, 
was Is It Murtide? Is It Murtide end up coming up in fourth and fifth place? You know, as we know, as you see on the screen, it has Ragabond the Nimble Pill for a Dragon Range Chandler in Murktide region. Now, mind you, this is usually what uh, top three in the modern uh, uh, tier section, but it only made fourth or fifth place. I was actually a little su surprised and stunned by that. But you know what? Uh, the way the format is and the way people were playing, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised to see it in the top eight now in the third spot came burn that's right burn with loris now this is a deck i did play against and you know what i had the advantage i took game I, you know i kicked this person's ass thoroughly uh the only time the only reason why i went two and one against this individual is because i was mana screwed in second game other than that i had this individual's number from the very beginning uh, as you know, it runs Goblin, uh, Goblin, uh, <clears throat> Goblin Guide, Lightning Bolt, and also Boris Charm. Then in second place came what? Living End. That's right. Living End came in second place, and we had Charlotte's Agent, Living End, and Grief that were the key cards in that deck. Now, this came in second place with a gentleman named Avery Ferguson, who was piloting the deck. He did exceptionally well running this deck now the key part of this deck is what it's just throwing cards into the graveyard or having your creatures destroyed and then you play the living end and then guess what you're using all your creatures from the graveyard to smash and win the victory now if you've seen the decks that were in the you know fifth fourth and third position these are decks that are out and out destroying creature decks. Creature decks right now technically are in a real bad position. But Living and found a way to take advantage of this. And it took advantage. They did. Now, in the first part, in the number one spot, I'm not surprised because it takes a lot of money. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about four-color control, a.k.a. Money Pile. Now, this, this deck... Holy crap. I mean, you your pockets must be really deep where that COVID check must have came in really handy because you got Omnath Solitude and Expressive Iteration making up some of the key cards in that deck. Now, this is your typical mid-range deck that, you know what, it's slow in the beginning, but it uses creature destruction to remove all your creatures from the game. And then by turn four, it takes over. It tries to overpower you. And guess what? That's exactly first place um, individual running the uh, the deck was Ivan Espinosa. Now I'm going to bring up his deck list if possible. And there it is. You know, he's running several cards here. And if you're looking, you know, we got some cheap creatures, you know, nothing overly crazy. And then what then if you look at the spells, mostly creature removal, uh, cards to sit there and draw a couple cards give you some uh uh, uh oh god uh, uh ability to boost up your mana and then they're running to fairy and ren and six jesus that's tough that's really tough in our matchups why because Teferi slows us down especially when we come with flash and ren and six tends to really destroy our 
one mana toughness creatures. That really sucks for us. Now, this is his deck list. And let me just tell you, I was actually surprised because I actually saw this deck list before. This deck list is very similar to what I saw uh, Gabriel Nassif run about almost, a, a, I'd say about a month ago on his uh, channel Fireball channel, like uh, channel Fireball uh, stream or video. Uh, and let me just tell you, he's been running this in the Modern Challenges as of late. And, you know, he, he says, you know, it's it's a not a it's a hard it is a hard deck to pilot but the only time you really lose is if you're not really focused so this is a deck that you really got to keep your uh head on a swivel and not be distracted otherwise than that you know you find yourself distracted you're going to lose the game now ivan espinosa like i said ran this in a first place victory and let me just tell you he did exceptionally well for finishing and he was you know he was like yeah i made it i'm i made first place i'm happy i'm jovial i'm getty and that's basically what he had to say about it now in the second modern 2k challenge in the fifth spot came jund with loris this is a matchup i ended up facing not happy about it because i ended up seeing ragavan early i ended up seeing uh uh, ran at six early and then who came out of course tarmogoyf our good old friend tarmogoyf now i couldn't you know i ended up having prismatic ending in my hand and i did on but the problem is that when Renan and six came out i had no answers for it i was short and i i wish that i had some way of dealing with it uh as quickly as i could have but it wasn't there um you know most people are like oh well you should have you know gotten rid of the you know Renan six instead of the tarmogoyf you know it's like maybe you, i should have but at the same time tarmogoyf was already large and i'm like well i'm doomed if i do and doomed if i don't uh this is one tough matchup that i i see that we're gonna us in the spirit community we're gonna have to try to figure out and retool our deck slightly so we can have a better matchup against john and I, I, unfortunately i'm gonna have to say this loris i have an issue with loris there's too many loris decks out there and i think it's time i think it's time for loris to be gone now in the fourth spot was hardened skills with loris that's right hardened skills with loris what, what what more can we ask ask for? Hardened scales the enchantment, obviously, that increases our plus one plus one counters on creatures. And then what do we get? Oh, here comes Urza Saga. Well, great. This is a card that increases creature, you know, plus ones on the on the creature. And then also walking ballista that can shoot down our creatures. Great. This is not something we want to see, but we can take advantage of it. In the third place position in the second modern 10K finish was Eldrazi Tron. That's right. Eldrazi Tron came, started making a name for itself. You know, this is a matchup that we, Spear players, we, we're not a big fan of. Let's be honest with you, one, one another. Uh, no matter if it's Green Tron, Blue Tron, Red Green Tron, Red Tron, or now Eldrazi Tron, this is usually a tough matchup for us. But... You know, I've worked around it. I found ways. For me, my winning percentage against Tron is about 55%. Uh, 
uh, as victories, not them over me. But Tron can be extremely difficult, and finding it hitting the third spot in third position, I'm impressed, especially with the way the pilot managed the deck. Now, the next deck that finished in second position, second place in the modern 10K is what? Four Four color control, a.k.a. money pile. Something about these control decks. They started making noise on NAS Solitude and Expressive Reiteration again. It was piloted by David Carr, uh, Dylan Carr. And let me just tell you, Four Color Control is a deck that we should really worry about. This is a deck that really takes advantage of just controlling the board state, really controlling the battlefield. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to have to do some real deep search, you know, deep dive within myself to figure how we can sit there and beat this deck and find, make sure we can retool our sideboard to make sure our matchups are better against this deck. Because right now, the only way to get at this deck realistically is to get under the deck and attack, 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 attack. But that's very simple being said then actually getting it done me me playing azorius was not the best idea i should have got banned i was hoping to do more interactivity but i'm going to talk about in that in a later episode but if you feel like you're going to do into modern i'm going to tell you right now maybe in your best interest try going banned now in the first position which a deck that really shocked me a deck that I really not did not expect. This is a tier two deck, but it's like such bottom basement, you know, uh, used carsman sales type of deck. It's five color in, indomitable creativity. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, indomitable creativity is here. It won first place with a gentleman named Ben Katz. I was actually. Surprised, I could not beat it. So I couldn't believe it. This deck is very similar to the one that actually won. Uh, sorry, this is sorry, this is. Ooh, I'm mis- I'm misspeaking here. This deck is very similar to the previous iterations of this of this deck, meaning that before they were running uh, Emrakul. And some were running Progenitus. Now they're running what? Archon of Cruelty. That's right. This deck is running Archon of Cruelty. If you're not familiar with Indominal Creativity, let's read the card real quick. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. If you want to bring it up, please. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Well, you know what? I'll just read it from there. Indominal Creativity is three red mana. An X. Destroy X target artifact and or creature. For each permanent destroyed this way, its controller reveals the card from the top of his or her library until an artifact or creature card is revealed and exiles that card. Those players who put exiled cards onto the battlefield then shuffle your library. So basically, if we're going to be honest with each other, there's only one other creature. There's only one creature in the deck. And that's what? That's Archon of Cruelty. So let's look at Archon Cruelty. Can you just remove me off the image, please? Now, Archon of Cruelty is six mana. Technically, it's an eight mana creature. It's six generic mana and two black for a flying 
creature, 6-6. Whenever Archon of Cruelty enters the battlefield or attacks, target opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker, discards a card, and loses three life. That's a lot. Now, that's just, that's, that's your opponent. Now, what you get, what are the benefits? You draw a card and you gain three life. Really? Card, you know, by turn four, by turn four, you're telling me I can have a 6-6 six, six flyer and I lose cards. I have to give up a creature and lose three life? Ouch. Ouch. And that's what this deck does. So let's look at the deck list here. Now, as you see here, we're running three Archon of Cruelty. Not bad. It's okay. But then everything else. What well, in our spells, they're running lightning bolts. Why to get rid of our creatures? They, you know, a lot of this here is a lot of creature removal with a hint of counter spells. And then they have cards like hard evidence and also prismary command to sit there and make creatures or uh, artifacts uh, like treasure tokens so they can sacrifice it to what? indomitable creativity now mind you they also have a dwarven mind dwarven mind it's a mountain you come into play boom you put a little one one uh dwarf onto the battlefield and they can sacrifice that how crazy is that so all of a sudden oh you know what uh turn four i'm going to do what i well turn three i'm going to play uh prismary command i get a treasure token and you know i get to do whatever I'll, I'll take two damage to that creature or something oh and now i put in dwarf the uh dwarven uh dwarven mine onto the battlefield i get a little creature you do you put those you put three of those back to back to back you got three creatures you sacrifice all that you can bring out the three archon of cruelty in one shot by turn four that's scary. That's really scary. Now, I actually saw a Louis Scott Vargas, the Pro Tour player, a.k.a. Hall of Famer, run this deck. Let me just tell you, it's it's not a simple deck. It's it's not really. It, it's the way I the way I can try to explain it, it's very control-esque with a combo finish. Is it beatable? Yes. For spirit decks hands down we can get under it the problem is when we face these decks at the end do we have enough juice do we have enough at the very end to stop them from doing the shenanigans they're doing so we actually have to make sure we have the spell queller up if they're only going to sacrifice you know pay for four mana we can use the spell queller or if they're going to use all their you know mana make sure we can flash in maybe a mausoleum wanderer or have the mausoleum wanderer on the battlefield with the lord sacrifice it to counter indomitable creativity let me just tell you wow this deck is a tier two deck that i did not expect to see be in the top eight but won the whole goddamn thing wow it's really impressive so with that being said that's what that was in the modern challenge first place you have uh, Ivan Espinosa with the four-color control, and then you have whom? You have Ben Katz with five-color indomitable creativity. Now, I know some of you are going, hey, Dwight, what's going on with Legacy? What's going on with Legacy? Well, don't worry about it. 
there was a deck that ended up winning, and unfortunately, it wasn't Spirits. It was Selesnya Daps. It was run by uh, Ezra Christensen. Ezra Christensen. They won. They played that deck, and they played exceptionally well, and they ended up winning the 10K Legacy. Now, you're going to go, Dwight, how many people were running Spirits? I want to be telling you, there were a couple Spirit decks there. Unfortunately, this guy who was running Spirits didn't make it. You know what? Next time, I'm not going to drink. I'm just going to get ready and play some magic. So now that's the end of segment number two. Now we're into segment number three. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the shout-out section where I'm looking for the best, the best, the cream of the crop, the creme the creme. Did you make it? If not, don't have no fear. Have no worry. Us, the spirit community, are going to be rooting for you no matter what. So let's see who came up on the shout-outs. So now, in the pine, uh, in the let's see what comes up. Okay, in the modern. Okay, in the modern, uh, we have uh, February first. Bant five zero. Doctor Queller. Good job, Doctor Queller. Uh, February fourth. Bant Doctor Queller again. Look at that kicking ass over here. Then you have February fifteenth. Bant, and that's. 5-0 with a SOMAR, S-O-M-R. Congratulations for kicking ass in modern. Now in Pioneer, February 1st, Azoria's first place, Pachiru. Remember good old Pachiru ravishing? No? Okay. No, they, were, really. they, were, they, were, they, they did something last month, and I'm happy to see them back kicking ass. Then you have February 3rd, band finish first place, Antonio Fertiliza. Good job there. Uh, the third, Azoria's first, uh, 5-0 finish, Exaline. Look at that, Exaline. This is the first time seeing you. Don't have no fear, no worries. I want to see more of you. Then, what I find funny and I found great, February 4th and 7th with a band finish, using band in a first place finish, Ono Hajami, back-to-back, kicking ass on the 4th and 7th. Great job. Then, the man, the myth, the legend from Brazil on the 7th using the Azorius 5-0 Remf, R-E-M-F. Happy to see you back playing Spirits, my friend. Then, on the 10th, Mono Blue Snow Build 5-0, Hirotasuki. Look at Hirotasuki. I'm happy to see you doing well once again, my friend. Then on the 10th, Azorius 5-0, Cooley 2. Cooley 2. Not Cooley 1, but Cooley 2. Then on February 14th, on Valentine's Day, Mono Blue Snow Build 5-0, Hirotasuki. That's a good Valentine's Day present if I ever ever could get one. Ravishing. I'll leave that there. His okay. <laughs> historic on the 15th, Azoria's first place. And that's Fruit of. Fruit of. Fruit of what? I have no clue, but he's Fruit of. So congratulations to all those taking names and taking ass in spirits. Now, the next time, ladies and gentlemen, you have issues. And you're like, Dwight, what do I do? Reach out to me, mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to know. Tell me what you want to say. Hey, I'm here for you. That's that's what we do in the spirit community. With that being said, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushid. We're out of here. Good night.